Yo, it's showtime, here we go Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo I'ma set the stipulation and scenario Force count everywhere, doors drop everywhere Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere Eyes all white with the cold stare You know I had to go there Hell yeah, the flow so real Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts You ain't really ready for the boss No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts Shooting star deadly off the porch No pennies in my shorts Just a Kenny for your thoughts The most electrifying steady with the sauce Not a penny in my shorts Just a Kenny for your thoughts Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast Brandon Brown We were on hiatus last week <laughs> But here we are uh, If anybody wants to know why we were on hi- uh, hiatus uh, Brandon got COVID And we had to... <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what it is. No, we were on hiatus because this guy has just been living it up, living life, picking up ladies. This brand new whip. Oh, that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason. No, no, no. Hold on. The reason we we were the reason we missed the podcast episode. (laughs) In all seriousness, was because my daughter started school. And it was in a little bit of adjustment having to, you know, drop her off early in the morning and pick her up and stuff like that. And I've been getting busy at work, so I, I had to cut it somewhere. And for some reason, instead of cutting my friendship with Brandon, I chose to cut the podcast episode that week. Probably would have been better for my mental health if I had, uh, you know, cut Brandon out for a week or two. But we'll get into that because, you know, uh, one of the topics that I want to talk about is why Brandon said he would give me a thousand dollars. So... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into that but I, uh, right. this will be an aew heavy episode um no i'm gonna say <laughs> just <what>? kidding <laughs> brandon brandon, <laughs> brandon the voice brandon the voice of the wwe marks who the wwe stands who for some reason hate AEW. you know i hate i hate that i actually posted a status uh it was it was uh i wish i could find it but it's a picture of a guy getting a christmas present of the same shirt he's wearing and i said w- wwe stands and aew stands when they call each other toxic because it's like if you're a stan stan is literally from what the, the song stan from eminem right the, my tea's gone cold, I'm wondering why. Like that song? <laughs> Come on, Brandon, you sing it. You're, you're a better singer. But still. <laughs> but um, it's the obsessive fan, right? The fan who's like going way too far, right? So, I mean, it's just like if you're a stand for a company, that means you can't enjoy things. And there's a lot of people right now on the chat, so thank you. Thank you right now. What's that? I say you be hating on passionate fans that's the thing you know it's not, not no 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 i no because i'm a passionate fan why would i hate on myself i hating on passionate fans is very different than hating on obsessive fans right mm. if i'm passionate for my relationship right let's say i'm in a relationship with a girl i know i know it's hard to imagine me with a girl but hey it's happened once or twice okay right. now if I'm in a relationship and I'm all about her and trying to treat her right, cool. If I'm like, where are you? How come you're not texting me? Uh, how come How come every time I call you, you're out? Uh, you're with your girls? Uh, don't cheat on me. That's obsessive. That's right. obsessive. So it's, it's the same. It's still passionate, but it's the wrong kind of passionate. So, no, I disagree that I hate on passionate fans. I love passionate fans, and there's a lot of them in the chat right now. And... There's a lot of people watching this episode, so I thank you. Is it because of my Matt Jackson dangly earring? Is that why people are watching this episode? <laughs> it's funny because they say you look like a Scorpio Sky Ethan Page. Who said that? 
Understand? Yeah. <laughs> he's out here dressed like he's with Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Hey, look, look. <laughs> I take that as a compliment, right? Us real men. Us real men. What's that? I, I I thought you were chilling uh, the young bucks, but that makes more sense. What he's saying. <laughs> I'm, okay, so so it, what it is is I'm the bastard child of Scorpio Sky and and uh, Matt Jackson. Okay, mm. all right. Yeah, I, wow, Diego says you just described Brandon with girls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, I I want to read this comment because it made me laugh. Which was uh, Hunter said, <laughs> "We are in the Tesla Kenny era. Look out, people." <laughs> <laughs> you see. This is the real problem. This is why he's on a hiatus. He's going right. crazy. Yeah, he can't control himself. Yeah, and look at me. Look at me being a millennial. I'm eating my little little uh, chia seed parfait. <laughs> and today, you know, it's a new it's a new life. It's a new day, Brandon. New day for Kenny. Bro. We're going all he's out. Eating parfaits with this little dangly arm. Like We're going it. all out, Brandon. Kenny, <clears throat> all out. Going all out, Brandon. We're trying to give you a hint for a transition. Oh. I wish I had a good co-host here. <laughs> Wait, are we just get into this car really quick? Yeah, let's, get, let's get into it. Get what it. All right. Uh, how about this? We got. I think. I think this is a buy-in. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, Orange Cassidy, mm-hmm. Chuck Taylor, Wheeler Yuta, Jurassic Express. Shout out to Kyle from uh, Apron Bump Podcast, who's basically basically the spitting image of uh, Wheeler Yuta. He says <laughs> Wheeler Yuta looks like me, and I disagree because Wheeler Yuta is a beautiful, beautiful man, just like Kyle from Apron oh, uh, Bump Podcast. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jurassic Express versus just Matt turn Hardy. Off, just turn Hardy. off this episode right now. Just it's <laughs> it, wait, you're wasting your time. This is a horrible episode. <laughs> Jack Evans and then Helico. Be a good one. I don't give a shit about this match because I hate the Hardy family office. I do not like the Hardy family office. First, and here's the thing: I like Matt Hardy. I like the hybrid too. I like Private Party. Put them all together, and they become Brandon Brown to me because I just cannot stand them. Wow, this is a great stable, bro. Matt Hardy is always evolving his character, bro. He's always coming up with. What do you mean he's evolving? He's devolving. Money Matt was in TNA in 2013, wasn't it? 2015, somewhere in that vicinity. It's it's the same character. uh, He's bringing along these new guys. He's bringing up the new crew. Private Party didn't need him. Private Party was doing good as baby faces. My opinion. Better because now they're getting the tutelage of Matt Hardy. Same thing just, with Jack and Angelico. I mean, where were they until Matt Hardy came in? Look, you know, we don't, we don't really get the hybrid two song anymore. And yeah. I just want to see Angelico do the like a little shimmy, you know, like I just want him to be shimmy his way out. That's the only reason I tuned into AEW Dark. Now, what reason is there to tune in for? To watch yeah. Matt Hardy tell me I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy is a legend, but okay. um. Yeah, there's no reason why Orange Cassidy uh, and Best Friends should lose this match, my mm-hmm. opinion. Like, th- this is definitely a babyface going over match, especially you got the feel goods going into the uh, it's a all out. You know what I mean? Put everybody in a good mood. I don't think there's a reason, unless, like, well, you see, you could still do this with Matt Hardy losing, because if Matt Hardy loses and he starts kind of channeling the, ah, you know, it starts becoming broken, then it's like, you know, I think I would love to see Orange Cassidy versus Broken Matt Hardy. Can I say that right now? Like that would be an amazing right. <laughs> he could he could break him like doing his, his right like, pisses him off. Yeah, he could break him by literally being the most ridiculous character. 
You know what I mean? And then Matt Hardy is just like, mine doesn't work because of it, you know? So, and, and imagine, uh, you know, the heel broken Matt Hardy character in TNA was, t- to me, the best, you know? So can you imagine him of like saying, I don't know. I couldn't think of an Orange Cassidy name. I was going to say Cassidy of the Oranges, but somebody come up with a better broken Matt Hardy name for it. But like that feud would just be ridiculous because Orange Cassidy could definitely lean into the craziness. So uh, as long as Matt Hardy doesn't start teleporting again, let him teleport. It's fine. I want them. I actually have said this and we won't get into it too much, but why the hell didn't they utilize the broken Matt Hardy character during the pandemic? Because to me, that was like the perfect time to do it. No crowd, you could fill matches at the Hardy compound. No, Brandon, people can't hear you. We don't know what you're doing here. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, no. They definitely should have done that during, during the pandemic. Had more. I mean, that way you get to have the character more because now they, they've changed it. So, kind of yeah. but you know, it can always come back. So, I'm not, you know, completely gonna like, oh, it's no bueno. Brandon's a class, uh, glass half broken kind of guy. Yeah. You know, you know? <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna come back at some point. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's see what's else on here. Uh, oh, we got this women's casino battle royale, which is going to be insane. All I'm saying is, if Ruby Soho doesn't show up, we riot. <laughs> that's who you want. That's who you want to win. That's who you think is going to show up. I think so. I think there's a perfect opportunity. She's been doing these. Like, uh, let, let's talk about that. Actually, Ruby Soho has probably had the best post-WWE vignettes I've seen, and I'm including John Moxley and, and, and stuff in that, too. Um, wow. She's got some very, very intriguing, um, like, some some vignettes that she's put some hard work into, you could tell. Like, there's a lot of Easter eggs and, and creativity in there. And, uh, wow, Wes, Wes just joins. Uh-huh. I probably didn't even read half the chat and says, is this a Bat Jackson for your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I wait, wait, hold on though. I've worn the dangly earring before the young bucks turn you. <laughs> I've worn th- this type of stuff before men of the year, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. I'm upset because I'm not getting my credit for this style right now. Okay, <laughs> but um, Diego says, Has her 90 days ended yet? Yes, so 90 oh. days, yes, is, is up. So, um yeah, I think Ruby Soho would be a great addition to AEW. And I really like that she did not go back to the Heidi Lovelace or Loveless um, name because she kind of said, like, I've never really liked that name. I kind of want to do my own thing. It's like I see in her a passion that's been ignited, you know, that wasn't there in WWE, perhaps, you know, kind of WWE kind of killed it, you know, because obviously if she's spending money to do these vignettes and, and doing all this stuff like. I see big things for her and she would definitely be a good fit for, for AEW. Uh, she could be that ring general, you know, for the women's division. She's got that, that quality to her, you know? So I definitely think one, she should be there. And two, um, that she is debuting in the casino battle Royal. My opinion. I'm just right. saying that she'd be, you know, like a, a better draw than uh, Leo rush. <laughs> you guys heard it here Kenny predicted it which means it's not gonna happen so I'm telling you really that, you already know really you already know. okay all right but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because Anna J is back and that's all that really matters at this point she got a really big pop really big reaction she got a better reaction than Finn Balor's demon heartbeat did on Smackdown <laughs> last night and I'm not hating on it 
because well, I want to get into actually Finn Balor's yeah. booking, but um, yeah, that was kind of sad. That was kind of no, sad. It, maybe it was just it just it was so quick and sudden, like people couldn't like process. It. Like, yeah, oh, like kind of like Brandon saying something smart, like you'd be like, what? Yeah. Uh, just and you'd gloss over it because it's yeah, so infrequent. Because it's so brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> she should be the one to beat uh, Britt Baker. Talking about Ruby Soho, I agree. I agree with that. I could see a really good feud with them. And uh, yeah, so Diego says exactly what I was thinking, which was, let's hope she doesn't pull the Leo Rush show up as the Joker, then instantly retire bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of what I was alluding to. But anyway, let's keep going with All Out. Oh, yes, more All Out, of course. So we have that. And oh, here we go. We got a good one here. Paul White versus QT Marshall. Mmm, the intrigue. Well, good, right? I think <laughs> it's been a, it's been a good feud. It's been a good feud so far. I like that Paul White's going to have his little match. I think he's going to. I think he's just going to squash he's QT squash. Marshall, and it'll be great. Uh, but I don't think he needs to do much. You know, uh, Sean Ross Sapp was trying to get this trending, and I agree with it. So anybody watching this, if you're going all out, um, please call the man Tall Paul. Tall Paul White, <laughs> because that's ridiculous enough to stick. Okay, Tall Paul White, I love it. I actually love it. I don't know who came up with it. If he came up with himself, but please let's do it. Um, and I'm yeah, win this man. I think he's gonna pull some shenanigans. Like you think Paul White his, would take an L and all out? Yeah, take out his knees, man. QT Marshall. QT Marshall I, needs a big win. <laughs> You see, you don't even believe yourself. You don't even believe yourself. I think, look, I think this is going to be definitely the, like, you know, big star squashing the smaller guy kind of match. And it'll just be, we'll all be happy because we'll get to hear Paul White's awesome theme by Mikey Ruckus twice. You know, uh-huh. the, <laughs> hit me with your best well in the chats right now. <laughs> All right, Brandon. All right, we have another interesting one here. John Moxley versus Satoshi Kojima. I'm actually mad about this match because I was so convinced that Tanahashi would be the one wrestling John Moxley. If you've listened to this podcast, so it's I don't want to say I don't care. That's not the uh, that's not the correct thing to say. But it's like I'm just I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> I think it'll be a good solid. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, did you like the presser when they got a little physical? Yeah, it was good, but it's it's kind of like I guess my thing is like it's gonna be a great match, but like it's gonna be the sleeper of all out because there's no real storyline. At least with the Tanahashi stuff, it would have been like historic that like Tanahashi is gonna be there. There'd have been I feel like there'd have been a little, little bit more involvement, but I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but yeah, I think this might be one of the best uh, matches on the card. But like, yeah, no substance per se. Yeah, I don't want that All to right. sound like a like a diss. It's just like you know, it's it's not for me. Like, I just don't want to see work rate. I want to see like more storyline and, and stuff like that. Dang, you know, this is the WWE guy <laughs> with the storylines. Oh, damn it! I don't want John Moxley just wrestling. He's got a a good story. You know. <laughs> All right, so we got John Moxley for the lock to win this one. I guess so. I, I would say so. I would say so. Uh, that's my opinion. And Diego says, you know, is it bad that I have no idea who that is? Look, he's <laughs> no. wrestled a lot. He's a great worker, but, you know, he's kind of vanilla, you know. 
And then, you know, the other guys. <laughs> I was going to say, look, if you don't know who John Moxley is, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, but he's from New Japan. He's from, from New Japan. So. <laughs> There's got to be somebody. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not as familiar with with New Japan as I should be. You know. So I mean, maybe that's why I was looking more forward to Tanahashi because I'm at least aware and have right. seen a, a lot of Tanahashi's work. You know. Um. But anyway, yeah. I just think. Okay, I'll say it like this. This is this is my point. I feel like John Moxley uh should be in a bigger position at All Out. So it would have been like a bigger cross brand promotion for New Japan. If he was wrestling like a Tanahashi, you know what I mean? Like, why not give him the best of the best kind of thing? You know, give him like, I don't know. It's just my, that's just my thing. It'd be like someone from like New Japan wrestling like Dante Martin at their big, at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> wow. You know? Dante no, Martin. not a shot at Dante Martin, but it's like, if you think an AEW star, wouldn't you be thinking like Chris Jericho or John Moxley or, you know, Lance Archer even, you know, like, well, Lance Archer was in New Japan, but you get my point, like bring out some, like somebody, but if he's wrestling like, you know, I don't know, somebody else, you'd be disappointed. What about the Nightmare Family Kid? What are you, what are you Lee Johnson? Yeah, Lee Brandon Johnson. has a crush on Lee Johnson. I'll tell you that right now. I can tell. He always brings yeah, him up. We're freaking watching the show, and this dude keeps asking me. Look, look, let's not talk money. about it. Let's not talk about it. I'm just no, saying that Brandon was willing, you know, to take somebody to uh, have a night with Lee Johnson. Oh man! Let's just say, that, what, yeah. What let's just say the Forbidden Door was open. All right. So, yeah, yeah is the <laughs> ironically enough, Diego says, is the forb- Forbidden Door thing still happening? Yes. <laughs> I think they've quieted on it, and that's what I'm saying. It's like it, the Forbidden Door storyline with people coming in should be like almost like culminating it at an all out. It's like one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. Besides uh, Double or Nothing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. That's just me. Um, but anyway, what's the next match, Brandon? Alright, so we got another one here. It's pretty pretty crazy. The final fight. Chris Jericho and MJF. <laughs> this is one of those matches where, like, on paper, we should not be excited for it because they've wrestled so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we should be past this, but it's like, MJF and Chris Jericho are so good. That's like made you reinvested in the storyline, even though it's like been going on for a little bit here. Um, I don't know where this goes. I personally think that Chris Jericho is gonna gonna take the L. Um, okay. I think because I think he's supposed to be touring with Fozzie. Don't quote me on that. But at the same time, you know AEW has a light enough schedule that like maybe he won't leave. Maybe that's why they're you know pulling at the heartstrings here. Yeah, right. Uh, I if you ask me though, I would say yes. Chris Jericho's taking the L for MJF here. Yeah, I want selfishly want Chris to take the L because I want him on the commentary team full time. That's what I want. I was so mad during AEW Rampage last night. I was telling Brandon like, and it's nothing against Chris Jericho. It's nothing against Mark Henry. I just said please get them off of commentary because the four man team is just really distracting. And actually, when Mark Henry went back to, like, you know, interview, and, like, I don't think he came back for the rest of the show, it was just, it was a lot better. And that's not a shot, again, at Mark Henry. It was more so that, like, okay, like, three-man's the limit. I don't even like three-man teams. I like two-man teams. But, um, 
Yeah, I yeah. don't think I don't know. Rampage's commentary is rough, a little rough. <laughs> I'll tell you, my dream team is Giovanni, Jericho, and Taz. Man, that should be the three. <laughs> Get everybody else out of there. Yeah, as long as Taz and uh, I, well, no, Excalibur. I want Excalibur on there. Excalibur is oh, great. He, he can interview people, bro. Wait, hold on. So let me just correct this in the chat because I I think a lot of people are for, are. You're you're not the only two I've seen say this. Uh, other people have, so I want to correct it. Which is um, the stipulation is not that if Chris Jericho loses, he has to retire. the The storyline reason is if Chris Jericho loses, he can never wrestle in AEW again. So again, I'm just correcting that because you know they can utilize uh, you know a storyline if he does quote unquote lose. It could be that, like, you know, he's trying, like, he could probably hit social media and say he's trying to get into New Japan, he's going to go to Impact, you know what I mean? Like, he's going to do some stuff, and then maybe some shenanigans happens, and, you know, he, he re-signs with AEW, per se. So, I just, again, it's it's not that he would retire permanently, they didn't say that, it's that he would never wrestle for AEW again, okay? And then, because so, you can always say something like, yeah, and, and, and again... That the reason I say it is because I can see MJF saying something about like, well, guess what? You can't be over here, but you could go tuck your tail and go back up north. Maybe they'll give you a job and they'll they'll job you out to some of these younger guys. You know, I can see him saying promos like that. So again, just pay attention to the fact that it's he can't wrestle in AEW anymore. Okay, um, not a retirement match, not a retire. So we're gonna get Jericho on the independence. Okay, guys, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got another big one here. TNT Championship match. The Redeemer, Miro, versus Eddie Kingston, the shoe guy. <laughs> the shoe guy. Uh, I'm really invested in this feud. I think they did a good job, like, you know, uh, building this. Uh, Eddie Kingston's a great promo. Uh, yeah, I thought, these were two cool guys to, to feud, I think. Yeah. yeah, especially with Miro in the role that he's in right now. Like, if this were like video game Miro, I would have been like, uh, like, can't do this. But, um, you know, now that he's the Redeemer and God's favorite champion, and the only time I lay down is for my wife in a hotel room, uh, which is great, great promo work. Um, actually, speaking of promo work, and, and I'm asking this, I'm not insinuating anything. Was did it come across a little awkward with Eddie Kingston's promo on AEW Rampage? Because I <laughs> go ahead. No, I was gonna say he did qualify. Like, what do you say? Like, he was like, "Well, your God." Like, so he was like saying, "Like, your yeah. God." You know, so he kind of qualified it. So I didn't think. Yeah, I think I think I took a step back and I was like, I hope nobody takes that wrong. Like, <laughs> like you know that people think he's like bashing God, and then like it gets controversial. But I think I think from what I saw the reaction, it. it it was what you said, which was a lot of people understood that he was saying, look, you know, my God does this, but your quote unquote God, um, you know, that you think is, you know, you're his favorite champion. Obviously, he's not too smart, you know, but it was a touchy subject. But I think it was like, I think if anybody could pull it off, it's Eddie Kingston. But the only reason I ask, you know, but the only Hold on. The only reason I ask is because I felt like the crowd went a little bit silent when they were trying to digest what he was saying. So that's what I was like, let me just make sure that it's being understood, you know? You made it awkward. Yeah, it's probably some, yeah, it's probably some people in the crowd that missed it. What are you saying? But you, you did you hear uh what he did in regards to D's? Oh, the D's nuts. <laughs> damn it, Brandon, you're supposed to say what's D's. <laughs> oh, damn it. 
Brandon messes it up, just like he would do to my car, but let, let, we'll get into that. What's these, Kenny? These nuts! <laughs> Got yeah. him! Got him! But anyway, next match. All right, here we go. Oh, how about this one? This is a juicy one. Mm-hmm. AEW Women's Championship match. DMD Britt Baker versus the alien Chris Uh The galaxy's greatest alien? Um, yeah. But... I would be this one I'm conflicted on because it's like, okay, I think Britt Baker should have the title for like freaking seven years. She's awesome. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I've actually not enjoyed her title run because obviously she got injured (laughs) the weeks leading up to and this is maybe be controversial, but hear me out. The weeks leading up to her winning the title were some of the best matches, best promos of Britt Baker's career. And she did amazing. But I feel like once she got the title, her booking's been kind of subpar. It's almost like they knew how to book her to be that, like, anti-establishment, going for the title kind of person. But it's like the booking's been like, well, now she's got the title. What'd she do? Didn't help that, you know, I think it was a match with Nyla Rose. She got injured, again, to be honest, because that happened last year, too. So it's a little bit rough because it's like... She hasn't been wrestling as much, Cedra. I don't know. Like, okay, the reason I mention all that is because Chris Statlander's hot. Like, she is not <laughs> right. Well, Brand- yeah, in general, hot yeah. in booking, yeah, yeah, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. She's just always been like that. So, yeah, I, it, yeah. I think you might do better with Chris Statlander's champion because Britt Baker doesn't necessarily need the title. She's going to be the hottest thing on the show no matter what. And you might have better promos from her saying, like, I got cheated out of the title. This is unfair. AEW is, is stupid. You know, like, it might be better for her character to do that um, as opposed to just holding the title. I mean, I, I want to know what people think. Do you think, um, you know, do you agree with me on that? Um, yeah, I think I think pull the trigger. If I had to pick, pull the trigger on Statlander. And let Britt Baker kind of do the come up again, because she's just going to build even more. But I don't know. Hey, if or yeah, but you could have Britt take on like Arosa next or somebody else, like with the title, you know. True. So very true. Uh-huh. You know. Very true. But like, Stop. I just don't want them to like lose sight of Statlander too, because Statlander is like definitely got the potential to be one of their next stars. Dude, so beast, man. I didn't realize just like how freaking strong she is. Amazing. You know? Amazing when she picked up uh, Jamie Hader and uh, and Reba. Yeah, like it was nuts. Which is crazy because Jamie Hader was doing the whole like strength gimmick. So like last night she was it was yeah. funny to see her in this like instead of being the strong woman in the match, she was almost like the chicken shit running around like getting her ass kicked kind of kind of role. And so I'm not used to seeing like Jamie Hader like that. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. Like she kind of that's what I mean by Statlander's hot. Like they they've been yeah. booking her like you know a big deal even before her injury you know yeah and how about this women's division man you know it's 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 looking up man i remember at the start you know people were kind of eh, i don't know there was a time i think we were so critical of the women's division uh in aew on this podcast and we were just like i, I don't know if you remember we were like oh they need a um I was saying they need a ring general. They need someone to teach them. They need to like because they had all these like un like raw talent that wasn't being utilized. I said it about the men's division too, where you know Christian Cage got slotted in, and I was like, "Oh, I'm excited for Christian Cage." And everyone's like, "Why?" 
I'm like, because of his influence backstage, he's going to be the guy that's like, hey, maybe if you do this, you look at the camera a little bit more. This is how it would be better. I felt like the women's division needed that. And now we got a lot of players in the women's division that you can see the work rate's just gone up, right? I'm excited for someone like a, like a, again, going back to Ruby Soho. That's why I want to see a Ruby Soho come in because I feel like she can be in that role of like, hey, why don't you kind of like do this? Why don't we work? Why don't we slow down a little bit and teach some of the newer women what to do? You know? So again, yeah. I'm excited. It's just, this. that's a general statement with AEW. It's like exciting to see some of these legends coming in, some of these seasoned talents coming in because they can work with the younger crop. That's more exciting to me than seeing like, you know, Mark Henry or Paul White in the ring even. It's like knowing that they're backstage to talk to people. Right. It's yeah. getting good, man. I think it's almost on par. I think with the with WWE, so they're they're getting there. This is this is gonna be good. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, oh, AEW Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Kenny with the earring versus the Lucha Bros in the Steel Cage match. <laughs> he means Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. Uh, on paper, when I first saw this match, I said, "Really again? This is stupid." <laughs> That was my initial reaction. Then yeah, I went, should it have been, it should have been the, the Jurassic Express? You know? No, but, but hold on. But then I uh, said, when have these two teams ever had a bad match? Uh, so yeah. I'm like, you know what? Never mind. Like, let me give it a chance because, yeah, yeah whatever. And they're going to have the best match of the night. Simple <laughs> as that. It's a steel cage with the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Like, there's no way it's going to be mad. Bad, I should say. Uh, would you oh. like to see a faction of these female powerhouses taking over? Will there be a female tag title in AEW? I think we'll get there. I think Tony Khan was talking on the AEW media, uh, media call yesterday um, that, yeah, eventually they'll have like trios, titles, and things like that. I can definitely see the potential um, of a female tag team up. title. Um, I would say be patient, let it flesh out more so that I don't like bluntly the wwe kind of thing where they just like throw things out and like try to figure it out i think aew has a better reputation of like okay if we're gonna have women's tag team titles we're not just gonna make it happen it's got to be a big deal so this is when we'll do it when i don't know making up something but aew rampage is going to expand to two hours we're gonna bring in these titles because there's more you know time to flesh it out you know so Wait, is that is that gonna happen? Or is that just a no, no? That's, that's me oh, making oh, stuff okay. up. Oh, yeah, gotta, gotta, this is this is why Andrew Zarian gets a uh, like. Okay, there was an episode where Andrew Zarian said, "Oh, I'd bring out Scarlet to help uh, carrying cross," and then it got reported all the way around that Andrew <laughs> Zarian says that Scarlet's coming with killer uh, Carrie Cross, and yeah. I was like, "That's not what he said." And now everybody's gonna be like. The, the bad part, and again, it's not not his fault, but everyone's gonna be like, "WWE stupid." You see, they they didn't bring uh, they didn't bring Scarlet like they said they would, and it's like, hold on a second. <laughs> on your mark says Odell Beckham Jr. earring <laughs> Beckham. <Yes. laughs> he says. So I've been called uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I've been called Matt Jackson. I've been called Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Yeah. What about just Kenny? My feelings, my feelings, uh, they're here, right here. On the palm of your hands, and you have the choice right now if if you want to make me cry or not. <laughs> Let's, I do want to talk about that. Well, we'll get into it when uh, Brandon mentions the match. So, what's the next match, Brandon? 
Oh, uh, next match: AEW World Championship match: Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage. This has been a great feud. I have no doubt in my mind it's going to be an amazing match. Uh, they had a barn burner on AEW Rampage, probably the best match of Rampage's short history so far. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see this match. I, I don't have anything necessarily to add to it, except the fact that they've been hitting it out of the park. I ultimately think that, um, I ultimately think that, you know, Kenny Omega gets the W, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, I don't think Christian's going to win the title, but I think he, it's going to be a really good match where Christian comes close a couple times. So I'm excited to see it. And, uh, I again, I, I feel like I'm saying this for every match, but that might be match of the night too. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying it about every match, but that's a, that's a compliment. Be careful, bro. Be careful with this. Yeah, they better not let, let us down. I mean, this is a big show for them, so they gotta they gotta yeah bring the goods. Hunter's, Hunter's comment: He says, "Oh no, we're hurting Kenny's ego. It's fine. He'll just buy another Tesla." Yes, it's true, bro. It's true. This guy. He don't give a damn. I thought. I thought. I thought. You know, bought a Tesla for myself. Like maybe people would be happy for me, but no. No. Because you know, we we know. I mean, why do people buy Teslas though? To save the I environment because they like them, bro. Anyway. I mean, how, how environmentally friendly is it though? I mean, you still gotta use a lot of juice, like electricity. Not really. But I Huh? Do Deep not do not put gas in my Tesla. Dude, I know. <laughs> Hashtag get Brandon a Tesla. We'll get into that. There, we gotta talk about that. But Brandon, keep going with all that predictions. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going with uh, Kenny as well. All right. Oh, okay. I think I think this is the last one here, and I think this should probably main event. So I'm gonna go with uh, CM Punk versus Darby Allen. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. I'm so excited for that match. Here's my thoughts. Um. People were asking me, wow, that match is going to be better than CM Punk versus Darby Allen. Here's what right. I'm going to say about CM Punk versus Darby Allen. I don't think it's going to be the best match on the card. And that's not a, <laughs> that's not a diss at all towards like CM Punk or Dar- Darby Allen. It's simply that they don't need to have a good match. There's so much going into this match. CM Punk's first match in seven years. Darby mm-hmm. Allen, you know, ready to like, you know, kill himself with every move, you know? There's so much going on here that they don't necessarily need to have the best working match on the card. Does that make sense? This is going to be the best overall match of the card, but not like the workhorse match, if that makes sense. Like this is like maybe to me, CM Punk is just kind of testing the waters here. You know what I mean? So this is going to be a good match. Don't get me wrong. I'll say it like this. If the best match on the card is 100%, this match is going to be 99.9%. So I'm not trying to take anything away from it. I'm just saying, like, again, there are, to, in my opinion, two matches that will probably beat this match. Yeah. All right. This would be plenty of geeked up, like grown men crying when CM Punk comes out. There's no. Are you way. gonna make fun of me if I cry? This is gonna be a bad match. Are you gonna make? You're not making fun. You're making fun of my dangly earring. You're making fun <laughs> of my Tesla. You're gonna make fun of me when I cry when CM Punk comes out. They're passionate fans. That's what they are. You know. And so they're gonna they're gonna bring the energy. This is gonna carry this match. And Diego in the chat says Punk's return doesn't feel real yet. Maybe when I see Punk in gear, then it will. I agree with that. And that's I think to me that's the best the best returns when it does not feel real. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way when The Rock came back in like 2011, and I was like, it doesn't feel real. 
And then The Rock went and wrestled at WrestleMania and things like that. And I was like, it's still, I, I don't know, it still didn't feel real. It felt like a fever dream. And that's a good thing. When you're in that space, that means, one, you care. Uh, two, you know, it's just that it's so awesome. It's like, it can't be happening. You know what I mean? Kind of like going on a date with me. But <laughs> <laughs> I just said that because Brandon says I have an ego well, now. So many dates with this Tesla. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. No, but Wait, so yeah. yeah, who's who's winning this man? Who's winning? This one's a hard one because young guy or yeah, where do you go with this one? Yeah, this is weird. I feel, my guy. opinion, Punk is humble enough to eat an L here mm. because I feel there's too much involvement from 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Oh yeah, and what I mean by that is. Some shenanigans can happen where Daniel Garcia and 2.0 come in, take Punk out, and then, you know, almost give Darby the win without him realizing it, that sort of thing. Um, see, I don't know. It's, it's hard because, like, AEW booking is a little different than WWE, right? If this were WWE, I'd be like, CM Punk's winning all day. Like, he's going to take Darby Allen out. But, you know, actually... We do have a reason for Darby Allen to take an L because, again, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia can take him out. I think that would actually make more sense now that I think about it. But you don't know. CM Punk could turn heel. You, you don't know. Because remember, remember that he is just fresh in the company. You don't know what direction he wants to go in terms of like maybe they want to make him a heel. Like after the nostalgia and kind of take it dif- a different direction. You know what I mean? And don't tell me it can't happen because Edge turned heel. Uh, in WWE and that was damn near impossible to do after his return after you know neck fusion surgery and things like that so don't tell me a heel punk's not possible Um, and it just depends you know where they want to go with this Um, ultimately I don't give a damn who wins is the (laughs) best part about it don't care because it's going to be a good match it's got a great storyline going into it and I told Brandon and a lot of people might take this wrong because of WWE revisionist history. But there was a time when they were interviewing Darby backstage and they were doing some like back and forth. And I went, man, this, this is, this feels like I'm talking about AEW rampage. Yeah. This feels like WCW back in the day. And if you hear that, people will probably take that as well. WCW failed and stuff. Hold on a second. WCW was the biggest competition WWE's ever had. So for me to say it felt like WCW was to be like, this is a real company in professional wrestling. This is the competition to WWE. This is the clear, you know, 1A and 1B, right? That's what I meant by it. AEW is just firing on all cylinders. And there's rumors of Brian Danielson coming in at, you could tell I'm ready for it because I didn't call him Daniel Bryan for the first time. Mm. that's to tell you I'm transitioning into like oh he's an AEW guy so there's rumors of Brian Danielson debuting at All Out what if he comes out and costs punks the match mm-hmm. you know what I mean there's so much directions they can go with that but AEW's firing on all cylinders to me they can't do wrong and people can we can nitpick the booking but overall as a company they're doing phenomenal and there's rumors, you know, Adam Cole, let's get into this. Adam Cole has not re-signed with WWE as of, uh, was it last Friday? He was a free agent. 
So where are we going with that? Is he coming to AEW? You know, let me let me let me address this right now because I I hear a lot of people every time you know oh so and so coming to AEW they go what if everybody has to go to, to AEW there's other wrestling companies and it's like okay look there's other stores but it's Walmart and Target you know what I mean it's clear competition Walmart and Target you know what I mean so I don't I don't know I don't know why people got to hate on on the possibility of like if people want somebody to come to AEW let them go. What is it? Oh, all WWE guys can't go to AEW. Of course they can't. But guess what? Just like with any other wrestling companies, people will cycle in and people will cycle out. Yeah, now, freaking... Is AEW the Walmart or the target of the wrestling business? Well, you see, but hey, see, it's a good comparison because, hey, Walmart might have more sales, but Target's get more specialized and has a different feel. People mm-hmm. like Target's feel better, but Walmart's got, you know, more product or you know so it's like i guess that's a good comparison because you know i don't necessarily say one's better than the other because i go to you know i'm the same way with aew wwe that i'm walmart and target there's some things i go to target for there's some things i go to walmart for and guess what it's okay to shop at both (laughs) where'd you buy that dangly huh where'd you get the dangly i want it to be like your mom's house but um the but you're but you're there right now um, yeah yeah no i, I last night my sisters got this off of amazon they get and they were like do you want some dangly earrings i said hell yeah i want to be cool i want to be with it nice i have to eat my parfait parfait yeah so i think i think that uh concludes the all out unless somebody yeah crazy returns i think that's about it yeah i think i think we're we're in for some surprises at all out I don't trust that it's just going to be a pay-per-view with matches. I think we're going to see some debuts, some returns. I think we'll see some heel turns, some babyface turns, things like that. Okay? So I'm excited at, at All Out. Please go order it. Um, if you are, you know, maybe you can't order it because your internet connection is not as strong or something like that. I know they are showing it at a lot of uh, AMC theaters, so go check. Go check your local theater. They, it might be there. Um, I wanted to go see it, but guess what? Sold out. Damn. So, I mean, that's a good sign. That is a good sign that, you know, here in Florida, um, it is sold out. And look, this one I'll accept. Hunter says, Kenny just copying mid-90s HBK with the earrings. Ding, ding, (laughs) ding, because that's what I was going for when I first got the earrings. I was just like, I want to be a sexy boy. Yeah. Sexy boy. And not a boy toy. Boy toy. But... (laughs) I, I'm okay. That one I'll accept, okay? Because that's my favorite wrestler, my idol, and yes, <laughs> right. So, Brandon, let's get into some NXT. All right, um, and we'll, you know, let's answer this question first. Um, yeah. Question on the chat says, "How do you feel about the Becky and Bianca booking right now?" So let's get into that before we talk about NXT. Um, yeah, a theory. <laughs> I do oh. have a theory. Um, well. The theory, actually, that's an old topic because I put what oh. Brandon's referring to is I put on our notes that I have a theory about it. Well, the theories come true. So let me just say that right now. So the theory I had when Becky Lynch came back at SummerSlam and beat uh, Bianca Bella, which, first of all, was a great moment, an amazing moment. Didn't see it coming like because I, I was actually deflated. I was actually tweeting. You know me. I usually say, oh, let it play out. But I was deflated that Carmella was facing uh, Bianca Belair. <laughs> 
What? And I was just like, Carmella. I'm not hating on Carmella. It was just like they did it perfectly where they did disappoint yeah. us. They knew that it was like, right, you yeah, saw yeah. it on SmackDown and here she is again. And it's like, oh, yeah. come on. So they did it good because the best surprises are when you, you know, you're kind of deflated and then you're surprised. So yeah. they did a good job. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, the match is about to start and then boom, Becky Lynch's music hits, which, by the way, my daughter has become like a huge fan of becky lynch because i've showed her some clips after she got the action figure and so the next day you know because she was asleep for this but the next day i show her and i'm like hey let's watch the match the this match and she kind of looks at me she goes is becky lynch coming back and i was like ah you see like i like that she already knew that like where it was possibly going and then sure enough when becky lynch's music hit she started singing it and marking out and stuff and so i had a proud papa moment in fact before she was um going to school the first day you know she asked her her mom and i like you know hey what you know we were like what music do you want to hype yourself up to for school you know like let's give you something to get you excited and her words were rhea ripley (laughs) so so going to school we're playing the this is my brutality so i got a little mark in my hands and uh she's been asking me to take her to a professional wrestling event but it's gotten me more into the women's division which is awesome for me because i'm getting to see how much like my daughter like almost doesn't bluntly because you know obviously representation this is why it's important she almost doesn't care about the men's division it's like the women's division that she's like got all eyes on so she's always asking she's always tuning in when you know real ripley's having a match or now becky lynch obviously um but going back to the question i hated it when becky lynch squashed her I thought what? it was stupid. I thought it was like, you know, I was like, you know what? It's a good moment, but it's like they could have done better with um, just having a match. But then I thought about the shenanigans and I'm like the 10 minutes they had beforehand. And I'm like, okay, they wasted it with that. As in like, that was the time for the match. That being said, you know, after I cooled down a little bit, I said, you know what? You know what? I have a theory. My theory is that maybe they're turning Becky Lynch kind of heel. And I said, because this would be a perfect catalyst for turning her heel if, you know, she's all bragging about like, oh, I beat you in 26 seconds. Not my fault that it happened. I'm better than you. You should remember that. You're, you're a rookie. I'm, I'm a legend. You know, that sort of thing. And I'll be damned if that's not exactly what they've done. And that's why I said, okay, you know, that's why I didn't say, oh, WWE booking sucks as much as I said, I'm going to give it a chance because... I think I know where they're headed. And that would have been a heavy topic if we had an episode last week. I, I was going to talk about the theory that I have. And sure enough, it came true. And I think if you're paying attention, forget everything I'm saying. Just lose your ears. Have you listened to the reaction that Bianca Belair has been getting since then? Bianca yeah. Belair is like, they're almost like, how dare you have taken the title off of her? We want her to be our girl we want her to be the one in that position and you took it away from us which is exactly what they wanted they wanted you to get behind um bianca Belair. and in the reality era the best way to do it is to pull at your actual heartstrings by thinking like well they're booking her terribly mm. just saying yeah it does create an interesting sort of dynamic between the two because it's like even though people want to cheer becky you know because you know she just came back Right, doing it, turning it like this. She's tweening. She's tweening. 
it makes for some interesting crowd sort of participation reaction. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. conflicted on how to cheer, uh, how to how to react to her because you're cheering because she's back, but then she does these little things of like, they didn't even react to me. They didn't even give me a, uh, you know, uh, what was you it? You deserve it, chant it. last week, and then all of a sudden the crowd starts chanting, "You deserve it." She's like, "Oh, I should have been in Jacksonville this whole time." You know, like what is it? You know, so it's like that's kind of a heel thing to say, but a babyface thing. So she's tweening. She's she's walking this line. You know, and it, it's interesting to see. I think it's better than if they had brought her back as the man, Becky Lynch, babyface, because guess what? We would have turned on her sooner rather than later because we're like, this, oh, same old shit, same old shit. Mm. So I think they did good here. Whoever's Shouldn't call it was. Squash everybody, like, because of who she is, like, sort of character wise. People forget that she's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the yeah, women's division. She's like, that yeah badass she's supposed to be anyway and i did too i'm just gonna admit that right now so you know i don't think we'd have been complaining in 98 and maybe there were people online that were complaining i just didn't you know i was too young and didn't see it but like austin would come out and squash people like two seconds sometimes (laughs) he would literally take out a he took out the whole wcw ecw (laughs) roster at one point you know um Wait, wait, so Hunter says, not going to lie, kind of got tired of Bianca. I cringe at her promos a lot, but that's just me. I, I, I don't say you're wrong because I told Brandon, I've told them for a couple months. I said, I don't I haven't enjoyed Bianca Belair's um, booking since WrestleMania. Kind of the same thing with like the Britt Baker stuff I mentioned earlier, where it's like she got the championship. But what did they do after that? She didn't start really coming into her own until like Sasha Banks came back. And once Sasha Banks came back, it was like, oh, they picked right back up with that. And she started doing good again. And then, of course, the Becky Lynch stuff has now given her a a whole new dynamic. But in the same vein, that's why I say maybe take the title off of Britt Baker. I guess it's a little different because Britt Baker's a heel. You know what I mean? So Bianca's this is a great role for her to be in a chasing baby face because Bianca Belair with her like EST and like positivity, she's in a it's a good role for her to be chasing. Yeah. Very I, I good role. I, 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 I liked her, her promo that she did uh, on, on SmackDown, right? SmackDown, yeah. So I think her, her promos get better now that she's with like better competition. You know, I think. It's right. Good. And that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Becky Lynch is going to bring her up to her level. Right. And I mean that as a compliment because Bianca's not exactly at the Becky Lynch level. Becky Lynch is a major, major star. You know, the fact that she said, I'll say it like this. How good is Becky Lynch by saying just one little thing, which was you won the title at WrestleMania in the main event. You're the only other woman that can say that besides me. She literally put her on the same level by just saying that one statement of like, I've made events. at. She didn't have to say a lot, but I've made events at WrestleMania. You have. And we both won the title. So just these little subtleties make Becky Lynch so good, and I'm excited to see that feud. And uh, does Bianca go to Raw or no? No, no. Keep her on SmackDown. She's doing amazing where she's at right now. Keep. I'm intrigued to see this this feud. So hopefully that answers your your question on that. Um, what about uh, what about poor Naomi? <laughs> she go? Naomi's on SmackDown right now. They yeah. they, they took her to SmackDown. But by the way, um, I want I forgot to mention this. Uh, when Bianca's Beller's music hit, Brandon like popped me like crazy because Brandon just all of a sudden, as soon as uh, Becky Lynch is talking to Bianca Belair's music hit, Brandon goes, "Girl, uh uh-uh. uh," <laughs> <laughs> and it like, popped me because right. he was he was like, what "Was that?" Yeah, it just felt right at that moment. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but Brandon was like dead quiet during this whole thing, and then all of a sudden he just goes, "Girl, uh uh-uh. uh." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, she'll probably say that. And then, oh man, it was it was good. But that's to show you she's getting over it. It's like you know we we remember the little things she does, and like we can hear the promo, you know, already. So she's got things that like fans can get invested in. So I'm excited again. Obviously, Bianca Belair won the title at WrestleMania, but I think now we're gonna see. No pun intended, but now we're gonna watch her shine. You know, watch me shine now. Watch her, watch me shine. Anyway, um. So let's talk about uh, the elephant in the room, because I feel like a lot of people are being very negative on this, is the future of NXT. So it's been reported that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard will now be producing NXT. And of course, everyone said, all of a sudden, RIP NXT was trending. <laughs> and it's, guys, it's, hey, NXT's already dead, bro. <laughs> it's not, right there. I, I don't disagree with you. I know you're being tongue-in-cheek <laughs> w- with it, but I don't necessarily disagree, which is like NXT to me has feel, feels like it, it's bottomed out. It's like, what? Wh- where can you go but up? And it's, you know, I don't want to diss the talent and stuff, but it's just like the feel, the magical feel of NXT has gone. Because yeah. now the feel that NXT had has gone to AEW, bluntly. That whole magic of like new talent and things like that. So it's yeah. like... You can either sit there and, and cry about it, or you can evolve and change and realize that what you were doing before doesn't work anymore in today's climate. And let's try something different. So I'm excited for it, but I just see a lot of people being negative, and I'm I'm glad that you're not in the in the driver's seat because I feel like you would tank NXT. You know what I mean? It's just like I just have some trust that this is going to be a lot better than people are thinking. Yeah, I, I think the the COVID nonsense kind of hurt it too. COVID like, messed up NXT. Having that live like ruckus audience stuff, you know, right? Because that to me was like part of like the NXT. The mystique, feel, yeah. That yeah, that like indie fed sort of hype feel, and then you like lose that, and it's just like eh, stuff gets weird. And yeah, then you I, got another company come in on top of it that's pulling in a bunch of indie talent. Correct. Just, what are they gonna do, man? Now they got to compete with them. Some yeah, it's just there's bad bad timing. It's a bad spot. Yeah, and and to me, that's what I'm saying. It's it's just like I don't blame one thing. It was just like a, a catalyst, a, 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 a myriad of different things. Um, mainly, like like you said, I blame the pandemic because it completely took the feel of NXT away. Uh, the special, you know, they were trying to make NXT a third brand. I've said this before. They were make trying to make it a third brand. Make it, you know, that's why they won at Survivor Series. That's why Rhea Ripley was going to wrestle at WrestleMania. Well, it's not a big deal if Rhea Ripley's wrestling at WrestleMania with no crowd now. Mm. You know, so how do you really gauge the perception of NXT when you have nobody? Um, and then all of a sudden, NXT just started looking like Raw and SmackDown. Because no, no shows had crowds. You know, so like, what, what can you really do? The, it went away. And unfortunately, I feel like it died. Once they had to go away from Full Sail, you know, and then they just went to the WWE Performance Center, I've never never liked the cwc Hmm. it had a better feel when there was like no crowd and they had the big video screens because at least it was like more immersive but like since they've gotten the crowd and i think someone said this um is like to even get in they have to take these like covid protocols take a bus to get in like by the time they're there they're tired and like you got to realize like the last nxt show was taped and so imagine not only did they go through like the two, three hours of testing and then like busing and stuff to get in for the show, but they had that two hour live show and then they had another two hour live show or two hour show, I should say, after that. 
It's like, man, there no no wonder the crowd was dead. So there's just a lot of things. It's like it, it needs to be revamped. And basically, Vince, you, he can be criticized and called the devil, but it's like basically this is him saying, "All right, enough's enough. I'm taking a hold of this, and we're making this work." You know, so I get it. I get why people are hesitant, but it's the mark of a good boss to say, "Like, I'm not just going to let this thing die. Let's let's do something about it." And I've also seen reports that like it's not like he's taking over. And Triple H is getting pushed out. It's just more so that he's saying, like, I'm going to be more hands-on. Maybe the big decisions. Right. It's like, I'm going to be there to make sure that this thing thrives. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how to feel about the new NXT logo and revamp. <laughs> yeah, you like the All logo? I'll say, <laughs> I don't like, I don't, I don't. But at the same time, it's like, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I like the feel of, like, the grungy rock type of NXT and I like the rock music. It reminded me like the Attitude Era and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't necessarily like that they're kind of going to like the Wale and the rap kind of, you know, with the colors. But again, I'm saying like, look, maybe that's the direction we need to go because that's more culturally, you know, in. Right that's now, more right. hip. That's more the young brand, you know. So it's not about me. I'm 32 years old. It's not about me, right? Remember what Vince said. He don't care about my opinion, right? He don't care about... If I'm 30 plus, Vince is like, damn it, fire everybody that's 30 plus. Tommaso Ciampa sounds like a tomato. You know, so he doesn't care. Um, But the youth movement is the correct direction to go. How do you make NXT different? You make it more vibrant. You make it more colorful. All right? The grunge stuff was great. The underground stuff was great. But I think we're out of there. Um, the new logo makes me think of FCW, not going to lie. What FCW logo are you looking at? Because if anything, the old NXT logo looked like FCW's logo because it was yellow and black. But everybody was like saying, oh, it looks like dynamite stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but then it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, you could say like, oh, the colorful stuff like dynamite had that on their intro. And it's like, yeah, but I could also be an idiot. That's like, well, AEW is using black and yellow and NXT did that first. And it's like, but it's so it's like, just don't have a negative mentality. It's like you can make these arguments. You can find negative reasons so easily, you know, but anyway. But what um, about like you know no indie cats or you know maybe trying to tone some of that down? I like, think reports are always so they leave out so many details because on paper when you hear no more indie guys sounds horrible. But what if they're basically saying, look, our initiative is not to take the easy route of just grabbing indie guys. Our initiative is to find people who haven't done this before and train them from the ground up. It's not to say they're not going to sign indie people. It's to say that's not what we're looking for. We want to mold our own crop of talent. And then of course like when there's people who are, you know, have some buzz on the indies, they're going to bring them in. But maybe Vince is just basically saying like we've gotten lazy of like we're only looking at indie talent. We're only going to indie shows and saying, "Well, they look good, pull them into the system." As opposed to saying you know, taking the harder route, which is let's train some people in our image. I mean, look at look at the people that like look at the people that they've done that to. You know, Roman Reigns is a perfect example. Roman Reigns was a guy that they pulled up and molded in their own image and then 
took him there. I think, and then also Corbin a little bit too. Corbin was a football player. Big E was a football player, and nobody criticizes them. But what I'm saying is like, and again, I don't necessarily know this to be true, but perhaps again, I don't think Vince hates AEW as much as people think. But maybe Vince is saying like, they're taking all the fucking indie people anyway. Give them the indie people. We got to make NXT look different. Like they're doing it great. Let them do it. Their formula works. So why are we trying to copy the same formula now? Even though maybe we've done it, we did it first per se. It doesn't matter. It's not working anymore. So why don't we bring in our own crop of talent and train them to in our own image? Right. And then hopefully, and then well, hopefully the idea is that all these these cats that they're training, like you, they want to get to the main show as opposed to staying on. <laughs> I agree with that. I didn't even think about that, but there's so many people who literally did not want to go to the main roster, and you know you have like your Johnny Gargano's and your Tommaso Ciampa's, and again, if we're to believe reports, they were basically like, "Oh, we're comfortable in NXT," and maybe Vince is saying like, "No, we don't want that anymore. We want people who are." You know, they'll go where we want them to go or respect our vision, things like that. So I'm excited because I think, like, again, there's nowhere to go but up for NXT. So it's like if we want all these indie talents to watch indie talents thrive, go watch AEW. But if you want to watch like newer crop of talent in the future and what WWE is going with them, go to NXT because that was what NXT was supposed to be anyway. NXT, like the next generation. Right. So again, I'm cautiously optimistic. I get why people are um, being negative on it, but try just try not to be. The next star is out there, everybody. Just keep watching. It's not Brandon. Um, there's rumors of WrestleMania 38 being two nights, and I've said this before on this podcast. Great, like that is that is what it should be from now on because um, I think WrestleMania 36. 36 had a different feel for it being two nights, but it was needed because we're all home anyway. That was so early in the pandemic. It was like, couldn't even go out anyway. So why not watch two nights of wrestling? So Mm. 37 was a big feel because, uh, you know, as two people that went, and I don't know if I can speak for you on this, Brandon, but it felt nice to be like, almost like wanting more wrestling after the first night, as opposed to other WrestleManias we've been to, you know, we've been to what seven WrestleManias, and it's like it always feels like, oh my god, can we get the hell out of here? And we've spent like five hundred dollars in tickets. You got to think about that, like you know, it's like we're sitting there, like, okay, that's enough wrestling, like let's go home. Whereas with WrestleMania um, thirty-seven, it was like, man, night one was so good. What are they gonna do on night two? And then they went and night you know, blew it out of the water, night, yeah. night two was the a shit show. Right, I, again, yeah. the joke is that I feel like night one was for for more of the indie fans like me, and then Brandon Brandon the casual loved night two. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, yeah, I, I'm uh, maybe uh, maybe this will start to grow on me. Like I I'm not a fan of the two night thing, but it's like at the same time I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? They get more people on the roster. You know, you have two big main events. You know, maybe maybe now like you know since they got to fill two shows, you know, you'll have good stuff built up you know i agree fill two shows you know so, yeah and, and dr nsc scorpio says thank god no more eight hour mania shows yeah you get two four hour pay-per-views that's what i'm saying like that's great because you got a big enough roster that deserves that wrestlemania time i mean freaking new japan's been doing it for years with wrestle kingdom like it's not a bad thing you know it's and not only that but like you have more um 
precedence for the main event. You know, now you can say one, you know, you literally can have women and men main eventing both nights because the winner of the women's rumble, the winner of the men's rumble. There, there doesn't have to be that argument, the rightful argument for that matter of should the women main event this year because the women are have the better storyline. But then it makes the men's match look bad, you know, and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's like you don't necessarily have to have that argument. Now it just becomes women's rumble winner, men's rumble winner. Those are your main events. I guess then people argue, well, the men should main event by night one, and then women should main event night two, you know, but hey, people are, will always argue, all right? Yeah. Um, Vince is not the problem. The writers are because they don't know what to do with them. The stories in NXT are epic. Then they go to the main roster and turn them to trash. I would agree <laughs> with, hold on, I would agree with that Um, normally, but NXT has floundered in the last six months as far as I'm concerned. And we're talking about overall. So I know I agree with that maybe before, but right now I think it's not the case because if that were true, Finn Balor on the main roster right now wouldn't be so awesome. And to me, <laughs> going back to that, Finn Balor has been booked like a king. Finn Balor, oh my God, Dr. NXT Scorpio says, speaking of a wrestle kingdom, apparently it's going to be three nights oh, in shit. 2022. Like that's now I'm, that's just overkill as far as I'm concerned. You only need three nights in New Japan. But anyway, um, going back to it, um, yeah, I don't think what, what was I even talking about? I don't even remember. Oh, but, you're um, talking about Finn Balor being booked like yeah, Finn Balor. So Finn Balor, um, being booked on the main roster again, they've made him look like a big deal, and I really, really liked the storyline of him being attacked by the Usos and then um, wrestling uh, Roman Reigns and almost beating him still almost beating him still uh my heart skipped a beat after that coup de gras and the pinfall i was literally like ooh, like like i thought he was gonna get the win and that's real that moment well you actually have to like be invested in a storyline you know and, and really care but uh not like you who was falling asleep <laughs> on the couch but um no it was it was so good and then the little tease at the end of the demon with the heartbeat the and he popped i popped but <laughs> no one else did in the arena and i was very critical of that and you know everybody was like well was it enough like you couldn't really hear it and i get it i i hope it's that and i hope it's not that all those people in the arena didn't know who the hell that was signifying because to be honest you know the demon i know he's been on wrestlemania and, uh, and things like that but Technically, that's been a more popular in NXT type thing. So maybe they didn't, they um, overestimated that the crowd would know what that was. And perhaps it would have been better if they had flashed the demon's face on the screen or something. Like, you know, the big screen. Like maybe they had had uh, flashed like Finn Balor's face with the paint, like, and that was it. I think the place would have popped more because I heard conflicting reports like people thought it, the red lights, it might have been Brock Lesnar. They thought it might have been something else. But I disagree with that because if, if they thought it was Brock Lesnar, they would have popped. Right? Like there would have been some sort of reaction, but there wasn't. So I don't know. But I... I, I good. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I, I, I like this little like feud, you know, but it, until he gets to, you know, Brock, you know, later on, like, this is a cool guy for him to work with, and they can, you know, he's a cool character, and you can still bring, you know, Finn along the way. You know. Right, and that's what I'm saying, they're protecting him. Pay attention to the fact that they're protecting him. 
So even though he lost, there was still like a a storyline reason for why he lost. And Hunter's asking, isn't the demon undefeated? And I was wondering that myself last night. I was like, isn't the demon undefeated? But you know, hey, maybe we're getting to a point again, a speculation. What if we do something where, you know, Roman Reigns drops the title to the demon because of Brock Lesnar involvement? And Finn Balor's universal champion and then Brock and Roman feud by themselves. You know, who knows? I don't know. I don't know where we're going with it, but I'm excited to know where we're going. And then uh Dr. NXT Scorpio protect uh it's telling us that uh Demon Finn once lost to Joe in NXT. I remember that match too. Remember we were that was yeah, we were we were at that that event, weren't we? For for that weekend. But anyway. That's what killed NXT right there. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, Brandon. That was what killed it. <laughs> But um, let's see. I mean, I just want to say, you know, the booking's been great, and I don't think anybody should be harping on on it because a lot of people like to look at wins and losses and not pay attention to how they got there. All right. Um, so a little sidebar. Um, AEW, and this is a New York mandate. I want to point that out. So don't give AEW Ooh. shit. Whether if you're a you know anti-vaxxer, I mean, I'm not, but um, they're requiring proof of vaccination uh, for their show Arthur at, at show at Arthur Ashe Stadium at the end of the month. Um, and I said that we need forget about proof of vaccination. We need to require a proof of shower. We need a proof of shower to get into AEW events because I was at Fight for the Fall and it was atrocious. Or I should say Fight for the Fall in 2019. Indie shows and outdoor wrestling events are not your fans. Guys, use soap for the love of God. And don't be that guy. Don't be that guy at the wrestling event that you're like, Ugh, what's that smell? Maybe they have, you know, sensitivities to to soap and water. Yeah. You know, you got to get the, it doesn't last as long as say like, you know, maybe any pressure or something with ingredients in it. Whatever you got to say, Brendan, to, to, uh, if you, if you can't, if you're allergic to the soap, just fucking use water for the love of God. Just wash yourself. Don't just roll out of bed and then show up at at AEW events. I, I know what I'm talking about because I've been into enough wrestling events. Always take a shower before and after a wrestling event, okay? That's all I'm saying. Um, but let's talk about, I guess, some sad news. I didn't want to leave this for the end, but um, I think uh, I really, I'm forgetting the days. I think it was Wednesday night. Um, Daphne, um, you know, the Scream Queen, if you remember her from WCW, she had posted a um, video a uh, very sad video instagram live basically uh reading out a note i'm trying really hard not to trigger people with what i'm saying here but uh basically talking about ending her life and very sad and it was getting passed around on twitter of like find her and where does she live get in contact with her family um i'm not gonna lie to you i didn't sleep that night and that's to you know I guess how much I cared and it's like it's it's a person I don't know necessarily but um it's a person that I've grown up watching. I watched I was a big fan of WCW, remember that? And I'm just like, "Oh my god, please get her some help." And I tweeted I retweeted it out myself just like, you know, thinking like if I if even a couple people see it and it gets to the right place, like hopefully, you know. And um what I will say before we get into it is uh won't mention their name. They follow me on Twitter, but 
someone posted that video of her and they still have it up and they've said oh if this helps one person uh that's why i'm leaving it up we all know you're chasing clout we all know that you're doing it so that people can see the video and we know that these are not good reasons because we could see through you and we can also tell that the family has asked for the video to be taken down and friends and co-workers of Daphne have asked for the video to be taken down so if you help one person you're damaging the lives of hundreds who are asking you to take this video down so you are a piece of shit bluntly because people are asking you to take this down survivors of this tragedy are asking you to take this video down and you're talking about saving people how freaking egotistical are you okay so i just want to say that right now and i'm sorry for getting angry but it's it has to be said unfortunately with the lack of news that was going on you know i was hoping like hey you know maybe lack of news means a good thing you know they found her everything's good and the family just wants privacy well it came out the mother had told you know close friends that unfortunately they didn't make it there in time and so daphne um unfortunately did pass away and it really put a spotlight on on mental health for me and really i think for most of the wrestling community um and to check up on each other and even though you know we may seem fine you know and i'm speaking about myself for example like and i hope this doesn't sound a certain way like i'm bragging i'm just saying like on paper brandon views me as like oh i got the tesla this week my daughter you know um started school kenny's been posting like stuff and i may seem happy but like i've had in the last week probably one of the hardest weeks in my life that's why we didn't have a podcast episode and again i'm not making it about me i'm just showing you perspective um i had a hard week and um you know some friends like i hung out with uh, one of our good friends martin yesterday and i told you brandon how much that meant to me because he was like he knows what i'm going through with without me mentioning it and paid for my lunch and hung out with me and, and things like that and i'm so grateful to have someone like that who says bluntly i see through your bullshit as in like you know i see through your bullshit of like you seem happy but i know you're not and come out let's go so what i mean by that is i i'm using myself as an example but check on your friends even if they seem happy and even if they seem like they got everything going don't focus on your own problems necessarily and just say well they have it better than me you, know, you don't know what people are going through and you don't want to find out when it's too late that they were going through something okay guys so i just want y'all love each other and look out for each other all right uh and that is with all sincerity um sorry kind of hard uh to talk about but um yeah with with that uh i guess sean ross sap had tweeted out that wwe was offering counseling services for their talent and i saw so many people who were disgruntled with wwe talking about fans right now marks per se mm. who said doesn't matter the mental health they've caused with this and this and say hold on guys 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 with what happened with daphne i would think that you can all look in your heart and have some compassion right now and look out for each other and not bash wwe 
it's like yeah they should have would have could have hope they should have offered this when a ashley mazzaro you know lost her life or this that's why i saw comments of people saying they could have offered it when this happened or that happened but it's like don't focus on when they should have done it focus on the fact that they're doing it now and even though your criticisms are warranted now is not the time when everyone's grieving does that make sense mm. now is not the time to do it now is not the time to talk about it and even worse in my opinion was that former employees Carl Anderson, namely, went and said, WWE sucks. You know that. That was not the time on Sean Ross Sapp's post to talk about how much WWE sucks. Now, what I will say is that set off a chain of events. He was trending for all the wrong reasons. And here's the thing. Here's my actual opinion. Carl Anderson, it was a piece of shit move to do that. Don't talk about WWE when it, who gives a shit about WWE? Just talk about the fact that there's they, everyone's lost a colleague, a friend, someone that obviously was a big part of their lives. Nikki Ash wrote a beautiful post uh, on Daphne. And please go read that. If you read one thing about Daphne this weekend, let it be the Nikki A.S.H. tweet. Um, but it's good that they've offered that. And all you want to do is just rag on WWE because they fired you and stuff. And they fired you. I get it. Then I took a step back and I said, guys, everybody posting the pictures of when uh, I guess Carl Anderson cheated on his wife or things like that. When you're, you're start when you're starting to post that stuff and talk about him on a personal level and stuff, you are no better than him. You are no better than anybody else because you are causing mental health issues for the man. Obviously, I took a step back and I said, Obviously, Carl Anderson has his gripes about WWE. That's his own mental health battle right there. And that's what I want people to see is as much as I say I don't criticize or, or I, I do criticize and don't support what he said. It's like, don't sit there and fight fire with fire. I don't understand why people think it's the right thing that if someone says something like that, that you're going to go and ironically start bashing him and put, try to put him in a worse place mentally. Have you learned nothing? Have you learned nothing about how important mental health is? Offer kindness in a situation like this to someone like Carl Anderson, who obviously has his own issues to deal with. I'm not saying to support him. I'm saying just don't you don't have to say fuck you and you're a cheater and you're this and you're that. It's it doesn't have to be that personal. And look, Hunter even saying, look, look, this is what I'm getting at. The good brothers are just shit and bitter people in general. That's common knowledge. Don't talk like that. Because if you say that someone is a shit person, then there is no redeeming them. Do you see what I'm saying? Brand, well, brand, if I say Brandon, yeah. hold on. This is a yeah, yeah. big mental health thing with me. Hmm. As a father, I watch my words because I feel like I always say the things I felt like I wanted to hear. Right. And that's not a shot at my parents. You know, they did the best they could, you know, too. just like I'm trying to do the best that I can. You don't say. Like to my daughter, if she messes up, you don't say. You're a screw up. Because that is now defined everything that she said or and done as screwing up. What you say is you've upset me or and you've 
screw up is not the, the right one. Let's let's dial that back a little bit. It would. It's to say. Uh, sorry, it's a hard topic for me. I guess mental health. Um, but yeah, if instead of saying like, oh, nah, let's just use that example. Let's just go with it. You're so you don't say you're a screw up. You say you screwed up with what you did. Does that make sense? Brandon, let's use Brandon as an example. I don't say Brandon, you're a shitty person. Because if you say that, that just defines everything he does as a he's a shitty person. There's no redeeming him. But if you say Brandon, what you did to me, that was really shitty. It now puts the negative on the one thing. Because there are good qualities of Brandon, right? I'm just acknowledging that what was done at that time was a pretty shitty thing. Watch how you talk to people. You're a piece of shit is very different than you did something shitty, dude. And you know it. There's a reason why some people, when they talk to you, you just feel low and you don't want to talk to them anymore. Because they go in extremes like that. Fuck you is very different than you fucked up. Just saying. But anyway, um, yeah. So pretty pretty shitty week uh for that type of stuff it kind of put a damper on a on on a lot of things there but you know hopefully we can all uh rebound with all out we got some exciting things coming in the world of wrestling um but guys just don't be the fan who offers cm punk a beer that's all i ask did you see that but i love the look at cm punk's face like do you know who the fuck i am like like the fans like here you go like and it's like he was so innocent of like here man like, like have a beer and the guys like, CFO's like what are you doing come on bro like offer him a Pepsi yeah. offer that man a Pepsi you offered him a beer oh I, I said what are you gonna do offer uh, Undertaker cucumbers next <laughs> that's pretty funny man but anyway guys um, I'll let you go yeah. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, I was gonna say I do like uh, Puck running like diving into the crowd. He he should just do that all the time. I I was I was scared that he was gonna hurt himself because he did hit that barricade pretty hard, and I was like, God, see him, Puck, don't go and blow out your quad like right before the match with Darby, and it's like it gets yeah. changed to Darby Allen versus 2.0. It's like ah, come on. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, actually, you know, speaking of all out, uh, let me let's mention this. Right. Pack versus Andrade was supposed to happen, and due to travel issues, that match got canceled. But I think Andrade was talking about, uh, I don't know if I just made this up, or was he talking about like having a mystery opponent um, at All Out? And that's where I said, like, can you can you have Brian Danielson come in there? Yeah. Make chickens, uh, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit, and then you have Andrade versus Brian Danielson. Be See, amazing. Be a surprise match, maybe even on uh, right. Uh, all Out. Yeah, to pop right. In there. I think that would be huge. I think that would be a great way to debut uh, Brian Danielson. But we'll see. We'll see. But remember who told you here, uh, about it first, if it does happen. And it wasn't me. It was Andrew, Andrew Zaria. <laughs> but, but anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, make sure you leave a thumbs up and subscribe to this video. And uh, pay attention because I, I know I keep saying it, but I'm saying it because I want to hold myself accountable. I will be doing some Tesla videos. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I have the Tesla, and I want to, you know, answer people's questions. And because the reason I bought a Tesla was watching all those kinds of videos. 
So it's like, why not produce that uh, myself? And I think that would be cool. Uh, but speaking of which, uh, we'll end on this because I wanted to tell a story of me driving the Tesla last night and Brandon offering me $1,000 to rent the car for two days so that he could go pick up women. And that is... Come on. I'll make up that money, yeah, in a day. It's well worth it. It's an investment. I told Brandon that that I don't view the Tesla in the way he... Like, because Brandon... I don't want to name names, but a lot of people are telling me that, oh, now you have a Tesla, you can go pick up girls kind of thing. And I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> why I have a Tesla. Like, I, I got a Tesla because I want it. Like, if a consequence is that people uh, talk to me and that people have already, yeah. like, you know, hey, ask me questions about the car and things like that. Cool. But like, <sighs> never, <laughs> I would never date somebody just because she liked me for my car. Why not? No. Extension of you. Then why don't you like me? <laughs> why don't you like my dangly earring and my Matt Jackson esque physique? Uh, I like. Uh, yeah, it's good. So it's the good lesson life. I tried to teach Brandon, I said, just don't don't be like that, man. Don't get. I said power power in the wrong heads, <laughs> you know, is a bad thing. And I will never give Brandon my car because he'll just I'll just find it on the side of I four <laughs> wrecked. <laughs> And Brandon's like, I was on a cocaine binge, but anyway. Oh man! So yes, Brandon has offered me. What do you think about Brandon offering me a thousand dollars to rent my car for two days? Three days. For, All right, two days and three. Wait, days. wait, hold on. First, it was originally a thousand dollars for a day, and then I was nice enough to say to go with your thousand dollars for two days. Now yeah. you're trying to hustle. So now it's guess what? You want it for three days? Five thousand dollars. Ah, you messed up. <laughs> Come on, man! You messed up. And if you want it for two days now, it's two thousand dollars. Oh man! So one day, one grand. You messed up, Brandon. And you just one day to joyride, and the next day, Brandon, you can't even drive your your car. Why am I gonna let you drive? Oh, anyway, all right, guys, <laughs> I will let you go, and we'll see you here next week. Have fun watching all out, and let me know your your thoughts on the matches after the fact on our comments.